You know, I think this is actually going to be an episode with a lot of traffic. I feel like if you're not tuning into this live, you are missing out. There is an experience that comes along with any sort of DC film that we review. Any film? Really? Yeah. I had nifflers on my head last time. You did, it's true. And this time I'm full cosplay. Well, not full cosplay. I'm like half cosplay. I'm cosplay from the waist up. You're a, you're a solid 60% cosplay. <laughs> the makeup, the everything, yeah. Solid 60%. Okay. If I have an outfit for the movie we watch or merchandise, I bring it on stream. And I have a lot of merchandise. No. If you aren't haven't been here live, my whole wall is full of it. Today we watched the Suicide Squad. It's different the. different from regular Suicide Squad that everyone was furious about for whatever reasons you choose to be furious about things. Um, James and I loved we, that movie. Today we watched the Suicide Squad. The just to differentiate between the two Suicide Squads, this one is the, the other one was just Suicide Squad, okay? Not okay. literally just Suicide just, Squad. Just, shut up. Suicide Squad, quote unquote. All right. Now, I'm going to preemptively rate this movie. Okay. At the start of the episode. Bum, bum, bum! Plot twist! Now, this was a very good movie. So all the DC fanboys who just jerk themselves off on the idea that these characters are being done wrong and it's so bad and I can't bear to look at the way the comics are being destroyed. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Let people be happy. This is a good fucking movie. But if I have to look at Weasel one more time, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna end it all. I'm gonna end it all as quickly as I can because Jesus... Christ, what an awful, awful thing to look at. Thank the Lord we only have to look at it for about two minutes of screen time. America. Um, point of order. This, the comic universe and the film universe should be differentiated. It's based on the comics, but as we know from the MCEU, and the DC, I guess it's DCEU, MU, MCU. Anyways, regardless, the cinematic universes are called that for a reason. The Marvel Cinematic Universe and the DC Extended Universe are based on the films. So nerd boys who are like, the comics are being destroyed. Go read your comics and then enjoy the movie separately. Understand that they have destroyed their own comics long before you ever could comprehend what was happening. And understand that they are two different mediums telling two different stories. And also just understand that James Gunn is a genius, so. Cool, now that those disclaimers are done. <laughs> How did we start the movie with Savant? I started the movie by saying, I dislike Johnny Cash. 
Because the opening logos are played over Johnny Cash music. With Folsom, yeah. I don't like Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is great, and I will hear no more slander from you. I don't like Johnny Cash. I will hear no more slander from you. Reason I don't like Matthew McConaughey. Whatever's wrong with the inside of your brain, and that it hears things, and it's like, rad, she's greater. Ah, like it's just you're wrong. McConaughey's got a great voice. Johnny Cash is an all-time great, and probably the only country artist worth listening to ever. Um. I want you to Dude, know, I'll swing elbows at anybody. I don't give a fuck. I want you to know that there's a certain sort of irony when you say, I don't know what's wrong with your brain, and I'm dressed like Harley Quinn. You've got a fair point. That's a fair point. Carrying on. Carrying on. The DC Logos reel is not as good as Marvel's. And I will say that as a full DC fan, because I'm not a fan of Marvel, I will say that in full support of DC, that your logo reel is not as cool as the Marvel one. Sorry. Um, and then yes, we do open with um um, I'm blanking all of a sudden. Savant. Savant. Yes. Savant's in this this concrete. It's like a like a prison yard kind of uh, the outdoor cell for isolation. People. Yeah, basically. And he's got a little rubber ball, and there's these like chalk drawn X's in all these different places on the walls, and it like. It's an interesting way to show that he's a savant, but like if he throws the ball at an X and it hits the X, it's going to bounce off a couple more X's and then land in his hand, wherever he so desires his hand to be. Uh, and so that's like kind of an example of how it is. And also it's Michael Rooker, who is legendary uh, and is also best friends with James Gunn, apparently. Uh, Is that from your trivia, James? No, no. I just know that James Gunn did the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Ah. And Michael Rooker is in those. Ah. So the... So it's like a Tim Burton situation. Yeah, kind of. He's just dragging his friends along wherever he goes. Um, Got you, got you. So yeah, that was uh, just a great, a great uh, opener. And then uh, just to remind you that everyone here is a bad guy and there are no good guys in this movie, uh, a little bird lands in the courtyard of this cell and uh he somehow has x's set up to kill little birds in the corner because he throws the ball at the corner and he goes bum, 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 poof, and just splatters or that bird he's a savant or he's a savant but then I mean, why would he need the x's i think they're just to, for fun i don't know this whole thing just screams of we don't know how to showcase this character but we need to showcase this character i did a quick 180 on him because i started off going Damn, this guy got skilled immediately to, what the fuck did the birdie do? Why we gotta kill the birdie? I hate him. He's a bad guy. I don't, okay. He's a bad guy. For those of you who don't know me as well as some other people that listen, I can watch human death repeatedly. In fact, I listen to many true crime podcasts and I am fairly versed in the true crime world and I can listen and talk about that all day long. And the minute an animal's brought into it, is it all over for you? Yeah, you know what it reminds me of? Harley Quinn and her hyena. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was really upset. And then we get introduced to... We find out that Savant's going to be put into the Suicide Squad. Because um, Amanda Waller shows up and says, Your time's up for the outside time. Because you're going on a mission. Yup. 
Fuck that bitch, by the way. Oh, I uh, I make many comparisons to how Amanda Waller is the, the equivalent devil? to Umbridge or worse. Than I, I would say worse. I I I. F- I think worse. I agree. Umbridge is a fantasy version of a person. Waller's like a real person. Yeah, I could believe it's, that Waller ugh, exists. It's just, ugh, you hate it. You hate it. I do. Um, you've got more notes than me, so we're just rolling off of you for this. Um, I'll chime in when my my next note is, hey, I forgot Pete Davidson was in this movie. Oh, I wrote, I, I love seeing that Pete Davidson is in stuff. <laughs> I, I, I like him very much. So he, was... I like Pete Davidson, too. Um, hashtag Team Pete, but... Uh, I completely forgot that he was in this movie. There's a lot of people up. that are in this movie that, uh, let's because this is where they introduce everybody, right? Yeah, it's the scene where we're seeing, like, everybody in the Suicide Squad. So you've got... Rick Flagg is Rick there. Rick Flagg, um, Savant, Savant rolls up, because yep. he just got... Uh, the it out. Uh, TDK. TDK is there. Um, uh, Javelin. Javelin's there. He's played by Flula Borg, if you're not an internet person. Flula Borg is a German man who is hilarious. I love Flula. Um, uh, who else? Weasel. Boomerang. Weasel. And Boomerang. Captain Boomerang. Weasel. Uh, I think that's it that gets introduced right in that moment. I'm trying to think about the lineup. It was, oh, no. Um, then Mongol, there was Mongol. Who is this weird alien gal. I made a note about that later that we should probably just, and I put, uh... This is my actual note. Hang on. Is the name Mongol racist? Please discuss. Because <laughs> I feel like I feel like it is. <laughs> She's an extraterrestrial mass murderer. Yes, but Mongol is a name for. Um, well, I looked it up right before this. It's a name for a certain country, like people from a country. Mongolians. Yes. From Mongolia. Yes. The. W- y- Genghis Khan was a Mongol. I just feel like calling them that is kind of like call like a. a they probably called her that because she was a mass murderer, and the greatest mass murderer of all time was Genghis Khan. Then why not call her Khan? Probably because Marvel might have an issue with that. Oh yeah, and the no, the the Shark Man wasn't there yet. No, Shark's on the good team. No, no, wasn't there. The A Squad. Right. Um, and then. I, I knew Harley was in this movie, obviously. Right. Because I have a feeling you'd have a hard time getting me to watch a Suicide Squad movie without Margot Robbie in it. Um, and many other people would probably say the same thing. True. But I uh, I said no Harley because they did the big superhero walk up where they like showed all the people slow-mo walking to the plane. Being all badass. And uh, I wrote no Harley and then two seconds later... Harley steps on the plane and goes, sorry, I'm late. I had to go number two. And I was like, never mind. There she is. <laughs> That's the Harley Quinn we know and love. Um, Margot Robbie being an insane person. And then we flash cut to Amanda Waller's Office of Operations. Where all the employees are taking bets on members of the Suicide Squad. Who's gonna live? Who's gonna die? Uh, I said I my note about this was we can't call this as a we can't call this a death pool, but that's what it is. I mean, we can a death pool is a thing. Mm-hmm. They just introduced it in Deadpool. To my brain, anyways. If Too I, much. I didn't know if it was there and if it was a thing that existed prior, but that's. 
I mean, technically, theirs is called a Deadpool. That's where he gets his name from. Right. Versus Deathpool, which is what I said. So, I don't know. Okay, well. Um, I said that was hilarious. And then my note next is, we aren't fucking around with anything. Just straight into the emission. Oh. No exposition. Okay. Like, I was like. Yeah, no, we just jumped straight into it. And uh, blag- Pete Davidson is blaggard, by the way. But then we uh, we do this thing that is, uh, I'm going to call forever now as the hangover effect. Where we do this, like, bunch, we do a bunch of shit. Like, that's really awful. We show a bunch of awful shit, and then we get to go decide, show the how did we get here moment. Yep. So, yep. um, that's why there was no exposition in the beginning of the movie. Uh, and before I knew what was about to happen, I will say this movie, and I make a note of it many times, is it jukes you in, like, the best way. Every time I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what's going to happen. Nudges it just a slight little bit off or a lot of bit off. All the way off the rails. Every time I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to happen because I've watched a lot of movies. And then it's just like, yes. What if it didn't, though? But also, no. So, well, there's a few notes like that. And um, this reminds me of it because I wrote this cast is perfect because it's a bunch of people from all walks of life to play these roles. You'd never think to see them all in one place. And then then. And then they attack the beach now. (laughs) I've got a note that says, Weasel is a hazard to everyone for sure, and also, what the fuck is Weasel? This is awful. I... Uh, because looking at it makes me very upset. So we find out... Um, he murdered 27 children. Yeah, and they all jump off the plane. And then Weasel can't swim. Yeah, and I said, well, it wasn't an immediate explosion, but one member, one dead member in the first 60 seconds of the mission tracks. So, like, that follows the Suicide Squad formula. But, uh... It gets a little crazier from there. Then my next note, though, is Harley is so high maintenance because she brought an entire bag of shit. That's true. She did. And like, then, everybody else has, like, one, two weapons, and she's literally dragging a bag with her. I mean, um, Harley needs lots of options. Harley Quinn is high maintenance. It's fine. She's aware of it. She's fine with it. It's great. Um. And then I said I fucking love Margot Robbie as Harley forever. She's also on my um, I'd Go Gay For list. Fun facts. Uh, I have a thing for blondes. Um, TDK, we see, like, everyone... Nathan Fillion, by the way. We see all these uh, heroes show their skills for a very brief moment in time. Except Javelin. Except Javelin. We don't really get to see Javelin do shit. But uh, TDK makes me feel very uncomfortable, because if you don't know what TDK stands for, it stands for the detachable kid, and his arms... And limbs just kind of pop out like Barbie parts. And he can control them with his mind. And so he he sends them out. And they don't do anything truly violent. They just start, like, futzing around with the fucking couple of guys. Anyways, they land on the beach and they push into the beach and there's just... You missed the blaggard betrayal, by the way. Blaggard goes, Pete Davidson, because he's a scumbag, you know, uh, he marches forward and he's like, I told you, basically he sold him out, right? Yeah. And so he walks forward like, ah, I get to live, hooray. Did I skip my note? And they shoot him in the face and his face goes away. It just, it was there and then it's a crater, uh, which is horrifying to think about. I did miss it. I said two down. Also, I'm sad it was Pete. I'm not. 
that is exactly what I expected to happen to Pete Davidson in a movie where lots of people die. Um, so he, he gets murdered immediately. Uh, and then the whole fucking army of this nation is just on the beach here to fuck shit up. They're literally murdering they're, everyone. They're here to murder all the people. Um, uh, Boomerang does boomerang things. Harley opens her bag and fires a rocket into the crowd, which is super cool. Uh, TDK does his arm slappy thing. TDK does his arm slappy thing. Mongol jumps on the helicopter and starts, like, throwing it around, sort of, kind of. It's not clear what she does. And then people start to die. And then everyone you know and love dies. Except for two people, but we don't know We don't talk about them. Uh, We don't talk about Bruno. Um... I was really, the only one I was really sad about losing, I mean, it was kind of, I thought the su- that Suicide Squad would have been really cool to see do shit, and the promo was re- actually really well done for this movie, because you never saw you the A-Squad. You never see any violence at all. Well, I was going to say you never see the A-Squad. We believed that that was going to be, if you remember back to when the previews and promo oh, stuff God, was going out. Oh, God, so long ago. That was the Suicide Squad that was depicted, was that squad. We didn't see the A-Squad. On, like the posters and shit. I'm like 95% sure you can pull it up if you want to well, double no check way. my work. Um, but like I didn't know some of those people were in it, and maybe I'm misremembering it was a long time ago. But I started to get really distressed because I was upset that they killed uh Captain Boomerang. And then um I'm looking at James's computer now. I want to see the poster. Isn't that it up there? I mean, it does say don't get too attached right in the front, but I guess everybody's in there. Everybody's in that shot. Everyone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I they're was... All, they're all there. Yes and no. Um, I guess, but we were heavily implied that that was going to be like everybody you know um and so i started to say is this a dream like is it somebody's really bad nightmare about being on the super suicide squad and i said it's got to be a dream and then we find out the truth that really this is all a big distraction so that the a squad band of misfits can <laughs> march on a different beach and get in secretly while their the army is distracted by the b-side um the b-squad which is how they'll be referring to them from now on as a-squad and b-squad um and because of that i wrote waller is the worst character right up there with umbridge um and like i said i changed my mind later and say she's worse than umbridge but right at this moment she's like on par with her um basically the helicopter that mongol jumps on shreds a tree which peppers boomerang and splinters and wreckage and explosion it hurts him uh and then it crashes but keeps going and it's turned itself around so now it's just shredding its way up the beach blades first uh and it rinses boomerang he dies uh savant goes ah! and just bails and uh he gets exploded by waller yep and then it's basically just uh the only people you don't see die is harley and, and flag flag yeah 
And they both, like, get sort of separated. Harley gets... We don't really get to see what happens to them. They no, were behind really. that rock, and then shit happened, and everyone was dead. Well, she went to Flula. Not yet. Oh, that's later. We get a flash. There's a lot of time jumps in this movie, but the way they introduce them is really cool. That's fun. Um. So, then we... Uh, see the beach is like dawn starts to break and a bird starts pecking at um savant which is good it's the same like style of bird yeah it's that the same color yeah so it's a it's a nice karma moment i wrote karma bitch <laughs> um but then we flash backward we do the hangover thing and we go three days ago which is literally actually the hangover thing is three days ago yeah um and i wrote here's my exposition so we get our first look at Idris Elba as mm-hmm. Bloodsport. Is it Bloodsport? It's Bloodsport. Oh fuck! I was miswriting it. The whole What'd you call him? I'm not very familiar with Bloodsport as a DC character in general. Uh huh. Um. So I think I was writing him like Deadshot. No, I think I combined them. And there's a reason for that. Bloodshot. Bloodshot is what I was calling him. Dork. Um. <laughs> but I was actually kind of upset that we got. And this is going to... I'm going to be careful about the way I word this. I found it really weird. um, A really weird choice that we got another African-American male villain with a daughter who is a marksman to lead this particular Suicide Squad. They... uh, I will tell you, they could have got Will Smith back to to do Deadshot. Because they didn't want Idris Elba to replace him. So they left Deadshot, like, on the table. as like, maybe we'll see him again in the future. And so the option is still there. It's on Will Smith to be like, yeah, I want to do that again. But since everyone fucked up and bitched about the first movie and how much they hated it, you think you're going to get him back? You think that you're going to get to have nice things? They might now. Maybe now, because James Gunn stepped in and saved all of your asses. Also, Will Smith could probably use the work. I don't know how much work he'll be doing. Anyways. Jesus Christ. (laughs) That was my note. I was like, I feel like we're just doing the same but different. Um, and like I said, I don't know a lot about Bloodsport from the comics. Um, he's not a particular villain that I'm familiar with. I'm familiar with some of them, not all of them. Like, I know about Savant, and I know, um, I, uh, I know a lot about some of them, but Bloodsport was not, is not one I am familiar with, so. Well, he put Superman in the hospital. I found that out, yes, from this movie. Um... And we get a scene of Waller trying to convince Bloodsport to join the Suicide Squad because he's told them several times, under no circumstances will he do that. And so then they do the most evil shit imaginable. They bring in a meeting with his daughter, who's in trouble. There's a fight between Homeboy and his daughter. There's a fight. They yell. They yell at each other a lot, actually. I didn't have many notes about the father-daughter scene, because it was like, eh, eh. I also didn't, except my note is that he's sort of an angry guy. 
Well, yeah, most most villains are angry people, James. That's how and they then, end up being villains. And then Waller blackmails him into being on the team. I hate Waller because she basically threatens his daughter's life with the fact she's like, well, you know, she could be tried as an adult under the right circumstances, and then she would come here. And I hate to say this, but we have the highest mortality rate of any prison. And I was like, hmm, I wonder why. Maybe it's because you lock up supervillains. I don't know. Maybe. Could be. Um... And if you're putting regular people in with the supervillains, I feel like some people are going to die. I feel like it's a survival of the fittest moment. And um, So then we, he, we, Bloodsport basically agrees under the blackmail. Um, and we began to see the cracks in Amanda Waller's team at this point because he's like, oh. They blanch at the idea of using a child as yeah, blackmail. because she basically said she was going to kill his daughter. That's where they draw the line. They'll gamble on the lives of adults, but if you talk about maybe almost doing a murder to a child, well, that's an, where we draw the and line. And a child that did, like, a small crime. She didn't murder anyone. She did, she did a thievery. She stole a watch. Not even a good watch. Just a weird smart watch. Um, Not even, like, an eye watch. So, like, the team was like, did she just threaten to kill his daughter? And, like, then that's all we get of it. But it's the start to, the start of the cracks that we get to see um, from the people that work for Amanda Waller. And so then this we get to meet the rest of the A squad. Because we know B squad's dead, pretty much. They really, they didn't make it very So good. we get to meet the rest of the people that are going to form the A squad. And one of those people is... Oh, fuck. What's her actual... Like, what's her superhero name? Who? The Rat... Rat Catcher 2? The two? Rat Catcher 2. I, I, I was... I had Rat 2. I couldn't get the second word. We didn't meet her first. I thought so. No, we meet Peacemaker first. Oh, I hate Peacemaker. That's why. Peacemaker? John, John Cena plays Peacemaker, and he is delighted to describe his character as a douchebag Captain America. And Which that he is, is the most accurate description of Peacemaker ever. It's fucking great. I wonder, and I cannot testify this, but James can Google it if he so sees fit. I wonder if that was DC's dig at Captain America was making Peacemaker. Um, because I feel like I feel like that's something that would definitely happen. <laughs> um, we'll find out. I'll find out real quick. You keep going. All right. So, yeah, I guess we meet Peacemaker, and we find out that he's exa almost exactly the same person as Bloodsport, just with a little bit more uh, love for his country, I guess you could say. Um, then we meet the Ratcatcher 2. Um, and the only comment we get about her, because she's groggy, and she's like, I don't do mornings, um, but not with like that basic white girl voice that I just did. Uh, but we got this insult of, like, Peacemaker going, millennials, and I was like, hey now, millennials are fine, we're okay. I don't think I've met a single morning person millennial, but we're good, we're Gucci. Um, it's why we invented brunch, we didn't invent brunch, but it's why we've, like, basically marketed it as a whole personality trait. Jesus Christ. Um, oh yeah, if you're looking- Peacemaker's got a whole thing going on. Yeah, he's like a whole ass fleshed out person. Um. So my next note is why is John Cena here? Yeah. Uh, cause sometimes I just wonder why I keep seeing wrestlers in places. 
Um, that goes for the Rock too. I love Dwayne Johnson. We're gonna see the Rock as a DC character in about six months. We also might see him as the new Captain Jack Sparrow, and I'm a little. There's no shot. I just read an article that, about it. There's no shot. I just there's read no an shot. article about it. You know why I know there's no shot? Because hmm? Jerry Bruckheimer is in charge of that, and Jerry Bruckheimer has Margot Robbie pinned to be the new head of that series. So She's going to be the new head, but in her movie, Dwayne The Rock Johnson might be taking over the role of Captain See, Jack. See, that just... No. It doesn't... They shouldn't even bother continuing I agree. the role. They shouldn't even... Who fucking wrote that? Fucking BuzzFeed? No. TMZ? I know it was. Some other sludge fest? I think it was IGN. Well, they're not fucking good. <laughs> Those fucking scumbags, they'll write about anything. Um, And then we meet Polka Dot. The Polka Dot Man. And uh, everyone's like, what does he do? And someone's like, he throws polka dots at people. But we don't, <laughs> we don't really get an explanation as to more than that. Um, so I always, I said we always need a team member on the squad who no one really knows what they can do. Um, last time it was, oh fuck, what was his name? The flame guy. Diablo. I think it was Diablo. Diablo, yeah. El Diablo. He was the first, he was in the first team. Yeah, that was the one that he was like, I can't use my powers, blah, 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 and no one knew what he could do. Um, Polka Dot's that version of this in this movie. Um... And then we get to, and we also find out, uh, we also meet Nawe. Nanue. Nanue? Nanue. Are you sure? I'm so, you doubt me so much. I don't. I just want to make sure that I'm saying it right for the rest of the time. Because I could have sworn it was Nawe. King Shark. He's in the Peacemaker show? Technically, it's Nanawe. Okay. N-A-N-A-U-E. Nanawe is, uh, we meet him too. And then we get to the briefing of what this mission actually is, because we didn't get to see that when we formed B-Squad. Um, and I think my biggest note from that uh, scene was that Peacemaker was taking notes and taking this very seriously. Like a fucking little teacher's like, pet. Yeah. Yeah. And then he asks, but then he asks a stupid question, which is so fucking dumb. It just, everything about it is great. It's so funny. Um, so we get the briefing that on this island where we saw B Squad roll up on, there is this, uh, building who I will not say the name of because I, have a really hard time saying German names. Jotunheim? Jotunheim? That was not where I was at, so I'm just going to get Jotunheim is a fucking Norse mythology reference. Um, so there's this building, and inside of it is something called Project Starfish. So all we're told is that it's called Project Starfish, and the team's mission is to get in there and destroy all the files on record. Easy peasy, in, done, out. Um, if it was easy, they wouldn't send these motherfuckers. Okay, it's easy for, like, the suit. I mean, compared to last time where they were like, retrieve the special package at this location. Like, they have a clear directive. Just destroy and get out. 
Um, oh, and like destroy the project. Destroy all the information. Get out. Um, it was at this point. Yes, that is the name is Project Starfish. We'll get to that later. Don't worry. They make a joke about it. Um, but it's very, it's just called Project Starfish. We don't know why. Um, this, and it's then at we, this point. Flashback. I'm not done. All right, all right. And I think it was the John Cena moment James was referring to. I wrote this, because I laughed so many times during this movie. Um, and I wrote this movie is actually very funny. It's very good. It's a great movie <laughs> james gunn is like a master of making these actiony superhero movies that are also really funny um another dc person that i'm not super familiar with is peacemaker um as far as comic books go and so i wrote why because he's such a goody two-shoes and like so for his country why is he in jail i don't know like what did he do i don't know or is he just a plant? I feel like he could be a plant. I don't know. Um, I just want to know. I I honestly I can't figure out why. And then uh we're on the beach with the A squad and we're starting to see them progress. Uh and it is at this time that we get our first look at polka dot. At least the powers of Polka Dot, because when he's in prison, he wears, like, this collar that's, like... A power dampener, they call it. Yeah, suppresses his powers. Um, and uh, without it, we start to see these glowing Polka Dots appear on his face. The swell up, too. And so I wrote, what the fuck is Polka Dot? We don't know, still. St uh, even now, after I've watched the movie, it's not fully clear... What the fuck is going on with him other than a shitload of mental trauma? And a disease. An interdimensional virus, as it turns out. Yeah. Anyways, um, we then flash over to Harley, who is alive! Woohoo! Surprise. Um, because they weren't going to kill Harley Quinn. Fuck no. They're not going Maybe. They're not going to kill their, like, biggest merch-selling person. Um, but my note was, because remember, they purpose, Amanda Waller, without telling really anyone that was going into these missions, purposely formed an A team and a B team. So my question is, knowing what Harley can do, why is Harley on the B team and not the A team? Well, now bear this in mind. They were not prepared for Blackguard to have sold everyone out. So both teams were supposed to have been able to get in mostly undetected without issue. Mm-mm. Because she makes a comment to Bloodsport when they're talking on the comms because he sees an explosion. He's like, what was that? Just a diversion. And she said, yeah, that it's just a diversion. But when she's also talking in her office, um, she's talking about how... Because he didn't know there was another team on the island. Bloodsport didn't know there was another team going in. Right. And it's in the conversations in their office, we find out that basically she set it up so that B Squad would divert all the soldiers over there and get shot at while A Squad crept in from behind and wasn't even being looked at. Right. 
So wouldn't you want some of your most effective personnel to be on both teams? You as Amanda Waller need to look at everything as though it, it's, it's like you're playing a resource management game, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have this cavalcade of freaks and miscreants. And yes, they are all expendable, but... You do need the mission to succeed. You need the mission to succeed. So, if something goes wrong with Task Force X, mm -hmm. and those guys led by fucking Bloodsport and Peacemaker get fucked up on their way in, that's no good. But you can't just put Flag and Quinn with those guys. You need your greatest success team to... Go to where you know they'll probably make it out. If those guys are on distraction duty, you can send in your other, maybe effective squad that you've just now assembled to do the heavier lifting later. You pick your successful people to do the distraction because that their track record means that they'll probably make it out. Okay. Okay. Why not tell Flag? Because she hates him and everyone else. I just feel Even like... Even in the first movie, there's, like, inklings that she doesn't like him at all. And her value that she places on him is no more than the value she places on any of the other teammates. Okay. But then why send Task Force X to go get him? Because you need your assets. But if she doesn't like him... Why would she force people, like, to go... Why not just continue with the mission? Because she needs her assets. Clearly he was expendable if, if she, she sent him to the if, beach. If they all die, then she doesn't win. She needs to win. Why send a team that could be bettered with the addition of Flag to go do the deal when Flag is just there and you could have him help? I don't know. I don't trust it. Anyways. I think you just hate her so much. No. You're blinded. I'm not blinded by my hate. Don't fucking get... You Sith. You Sith you. Yeah, I was like, don't fucking get old Jedi mind trick on me. Go away, bug. There's a gnat in here. Um, because I also made a note of why isn't Flag on the... I don't know. It seemed weird. Anyways. I, e okay, even if you're right, say you're right. It doesn't play right. well as a story for me, personally. Um, oh, I think it just makes her even more evil, which is exactly what I think they want to do. Maybe. I don't know. After that, though, because we flashed Harley, and Harley uh, is alive, In and she's on the beach, and she is... Stumbles to Flula. Yeah, Flula, who's barely alive. He's been shot so many times. And he give, tells her that she is the only one worthy to, after only knowing her for <laughs> probably five minutes, says she is the only one worthy to wield, his, wield javelin. his javelin and tells her to wield it in the name of and dies. And then Harley being Harley slaps him several times and goes, wield it in the name of who? So, <laughs> and that's where we leave that. God, it's so funny. And then we jump to Rick Flagg, who is stumbling through the forest trying to call Waller. Um, fairly pissed off at the whole situation. 
and hurt and injured. And he is confronted by not the soldiers with guns, but different people with guns who we don't know who they are yet. So now we know there are at least two oppositional forces on this island that we are dealing with. Um, so then we flash to uh, A-Squad, again, who has camped for the night. And we see uh, Bloodsport laying down, and he sees Polkadot get up. Stumble off into the underbrush. And this is and my like, second note of what the fuck is polka dot? Because then we just see an explosion of multicolored lights. lights. We, he stumbles off into like this brush, and an explosion of multicolored lights. And then he comes back, and all those big polka dots that were all over his face are gone. That's all. We don't. That's all we see. Real weird. And um. Bloodsport being awakened by that, then looks over to see Nawe about to eat Ratcatcher too. Like it head in mouth about to chomp down. So he shoots Nanawe nineteen thousand times. Oh, I thought you were gonna say nineteen times and I was like, Wow, you counted? That's impressive. No, I didn't count. And it wouldn't have been nineteen, it would have been an even number, I bet. But he does shoot Nanawe a bunch of times. To make him stop. And then they have like a weird little conversation about being friends. Well, and in that weird little conversation, we see that Peacemaker has been woken up and has been sleeping in nothing but his underwear. Tiny whities. First of all, John Cena, still shredded. Second of all, I have now seen all of Gene, Gene, John Cena's penis. And I did not ask to see John Cena's penis. And though I didn't see it in real life, I saw it through his underwear and I didn't like it. I didn't ask for this, but I did get it. I'm not happy about Why it. Why were you looking there? Because where the fuck... You, you see his muscles, and then you're looking at the whole screen, and there it is. I did not see his penis. Well, we're gonna have to run it back for you. I, I'm okay. Gonna have to run it back for you. You know, I don't immediately look at men's private parts when they're on screen. Why? Because I don't have an obsession with penises. Not what you said last night. Anyways, the the movie makes us feel sad for Nanawe. Because he doesn't have any friends. He doesn't friends. have friends. And it's it, so sad. It goes from such a uh, uh, scary moment to everyone all at once. It's It's like a... It's like an adrenaline shot, but straight to the feels. Because he's just... And I'll tell you this. Nanawe is voiced by Sylvester Stallone. And he just... He puts on an incredible vocal performance to be like, don't have friends. That's not what he says. Whatever. He He said, got no friends. I love him. I love Nanawe so much. And I love Ratcatcher too. And what we find out also in the scene it, that is important. Um, because at this moment, they are having a fight about whether Nanawe is a um a threat. A threat to the mission or to the team in general. And uh we find out from Ratcatcher 2 who has decided to now be friends with Nanawe. Uh, that the island is infested with rats. There's so many rats. Because she starts calling them to her, and they just 
There's so many rats. Everywhere. There's so many. And it is in this moment that we find out the island is infested with rats that we also find out that the research and development team for uh, Amanda Waller should be fired. They're not very good at their jobs. Like, I'm surprised, maybe people lost their jobs, but I think that'd be a really funny scene to see is her yelling at someone and firing them for not figuring out that... Bloodsport's afraid of rats! Yeah. He's afraid of rats. Like, not like, eh, rats, but like a whole ass, like, crippling phobia. Like Like America when she sees a bug. Which is exactly what's happening to me right now. Go away! Um... Yell at it more. That'll make it work. I'm so itchy. Uh, (laughs) So, we go through all of that, and it makes me, it does make me love Bloodsport a little bit, because he's got, like, this big macho, like, I'm a tough guy, blah, 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 and then, like, the sight of a rat, he's like, and then he's like, keep those rats away from me. It was, it was just a really, it was all a good scene. I enjoyed it. (laughs) Um, And then we find out. Because we flash to Amanda Waller's office that Rick Flagg has been... Abducted. Located. But he has been abducted. But he's also... According to Waller and her team. Yeah, Waller and her team, which might have been another tactic of theirs, um, is to tell the Task Force X that they've been abducted. I haven't decided if that was on purpose or not. Um, But we find out Rick Flagg is alive, and that is now... The team's top priority to go rescue Rick Flag um, from whoever may have him. Um, and it's like she's like makes it clear that like nope, your only mission right now is to go get Rick Flag. And I was like, if Rick Flag was so important to you, which is James and I kind of already touch on, why did you send him to die? And why bother saving him? I still don't agree with James's answer. You can argue with us later. Argue with us on any of our social medias. Um, so, Task Force X, the Suicide Squad, rolls up to the camp where they were given the like uh, co- coordinates of where Rick Flag was. And the first thing we do is see Nanawe eat a man. And I, my only note was, now him you can eat. Which later I find out. Him you cannot eat. You should not have ate him. Sorry. The the team proceeds to do a lot of murder. Just a lot of murder. A lot of really funny murder. Very entertaining. Also, then there is a full frontal nudity dick from a side character later in this scene. Um, and he does get murdered. And he gets murdered in the middle of the largest fucking dick measuring contest. Oh, it's wild. I have ever seen between Bloodsport and Peacemaker. Like, they are just trying to one-up each other on their murders of these people. Um, It's hilarious, frankly. It was hilarious. They did some really uh, interesting murders. Um, And one of my notes was penis, because there was just a penis. And then I, uh, one of the deaths was he shot, I think it was Bloodsport. I'm going to say it was Bloodsport. Bloodsport shot the fan? Yeah, Bloodsport shot the fan. Bloodsport shoot the fan, and it falls into this tub where a guy is taking a bath and he's electrocuted to death, and I laughed at that. And um, I said, I laugh way too much at the death of humans. Mm-hmm. And then we see these guys in this tower that are about to shoot the people. And we find out exactly what Polka Dot can do. 
and polka dot can expel the polka dots from his body and disintegrate things. They're, they're li- like little tiny balls of acid. And they are extremely effective. Extremely 100% effective. And uh, I wrote Polka Dot is dope. <laughs> may have a weird name, may have a weird power, may look kind of weird, but he's fucking cool. Um, and I wrote Waller sucks ass. She does. Because guess what? They burst through the main curtains, guns up, ready to rock. And there's Flag, just drinking a tea, having a nice time with the leader of this rebel group. The freedom fighters of this country. Oopsie, we may have murdered all of the people. The good guys this time. Again, not sure if Waller did that on purpose or not, which would be my only thought about why she might have sent them to get Rick Flag. Not sure. Not made clear, not explicitly stated, but you can infer what you want. Um, And then... They go on to talk about how the Freedom Fighters and the Suicide Squad's mission is aligned, which is basically to take out the government and shut down... Jotunheim. Thank you. Um, And the girl goes, you have our support. The leader does. And I said, girlfriend, our? There is no our. (laughs) Everyone be dead. We later find out there are more people, I guess, that were not in that camp, but everyone that was at that camp is dead. Um, which is really sad for her, and Rick Flagg's like, yeah, sorry, but, uh, wanna join forces still? Huh? Um, and she makes a, she makes a comment that I'm going to say with the utmost care, um, knowing what has occurred this week, that it's just like Americans to go in gun blazing no questions asked. Um, which leads to a note that I wrote later, which if you watch this movie and you ignore the social commentary that it's presenting. It's pretty funny. Um, you should watch it again. That's all I'm going to say, because it's very poignant and it makes a lot of great points. And we should just be aware that even a silly movie about a bunch of villains doing a really crazy mission um, and saying really funny lines can still make some really good points and some really good arguments and have a overarching theme that is prevalent. Um, now we get exposition about the starfish. <laughs> my note about that is, uh, who knew starfish is actually a starfish? Imagine that. Project Starfish is being presided over by Peter Capaldi playing the thinker, who's just a bald guy with a bunch of electrode-looking things sticking out of his head. I think they're like... And he finds out that uh, the general in their hostile takeover of the the country uh, killed his staff, which he is very upset about. Uh, and the general is a moron and uh, threatens him about it. Uh, and the new president is the only one with, like, kind of a brain. Besides the thinker who has, like, double brain. And uh, he's like, no, we, he breaks up a small fight. And he's like, tell us about this Project Starfish. Pro- so we yeah. learn that there once was a 
starfish floating around in space with an eye in the center of its many limbs. And some American astronauts put it in a box. Well, before they put it in a box, they tied it to a thing so that it would, like, stay put in their shuttle. And they were taking, like, fun pictures and video with it and shit. And then uh, it released these little babies out of its armpits. And they slipped onto the faces of the astronauts, effectively killing them and turning them into uh, little fucking puppets for the starfish boy. Uh, and then they somehow got him down to Earth, put him in this bunker, and let the thinker experiment on him for 30 years. That's all we, the, really the only information we get at this time. But it's horrifying. We also don't know, like, who the astronauts were, or from what country they were from, or anything. They found starfish in space. Starfish... Well, we didn't, the, this. They don't say it yet. That's oh, the big reveal. Well, I mean, they wore the insignias. Well, that's if you're paying attention to small details. Um, I also didn't know that they showed the capturing of the starfish. I thought they just showed the starfish sucking on the faces at this point. I don't think they showed the capturing of him. I'm going to make you go look it up. Um, make sure your sound is off. Uh, so, yeah, basically we find out starfish is... Mind control starfish. Um, and the more he eats, the more hosts he takes, the bigger he gets. Um, is what it's implied. And then we find out that, um, for 30 years, Thinker and the government of this island have been feeding people to the starfish for 30 years. And James made a note that I didn't pick up on at this point, which was, um, no, I didn't. you said it out loud. Oh. I'm going to tell them what you said. Okay. Uh, that the starfish must be huge at this point if it's been feeding off these people. Because I didn't pick up the point that the starfish, like, grows the more hosts it takes. Because um, I know they said that now, but I only know that because James said what he I said. I thought they didn't say that until the next set of scenes where the president is talking about it to Harley. Because the president is the one who reveals that all of the political dissidents in them got taken to Jotunheim. Maybe. We're getting our starfish God scenes damn. all switched up. There's a starfish. It mind controls people. The end. Um, and here's my note about the transitions in this movie. So, uh, the transitions in this movie are really funny and um, really well done because they're like in the background, but not in the background of... Uh, Every shot, like, they're not visible to the characters in the movie, but they're visible to the audience where the characters are standing. It's really hard to explain, um, because I'm not a film person and I don't know how to explain it, and James is distracted by trying to find this clip. Um, but basically, basically, uh, 
It's very much like if you see smoke, there's words written in the smoke or fire or written in leaves on the sand. And it's giving you the time jumps. Um, like it says, like now or meanwhile with Harley or um, three days ago. You can't see their insignia. Are you talking about the Look at NASA? these reckless Americans. NASA logo. Oh. He's got the Stars and Stripes patch on his shoulder. I, I was making a note about the star Project Starfish actually being a starfish, I guess. Um, But anyways, the reason I say that is because the next one we get is Meanwhile with Harley. And we see that Harley is uh, being held in a pit. And they come retrieve her from the pit. And the next cut we get of her is in a fancy car being... Because they threw a dress out down at her and they said, put this on. And so the next cut we get of her is in that dress. In a car being primped. Um, by two makeup people and a hairdresser. Um, we don't know why. But that's what's happening. It's a very pretty dress. I love that dress. I want that dress. Not because it's a Harley Quinn item, but just because it's a really pretty dress. Um, but then Harley Quinn, we get this cut of this these this these two guards that are sitting across from the makeup people and Harley. And they're holding a mirror so Harley can see herself. Um, but that mirror's been there the whole time, and Harley like just now looks at it and goes, "Wow, I'm a princess." Um. And it was just kind of weird. I was like, you've been in there the whole time and you've just now looked at yourself. And then we roll up to this big fancy house. And there are just servants lined up and Harley walks out. This guy says, we're happy to serve you, ma'am. And all I wrote is, what the fuck is happening? And that is where we will end episode one. And James and I will try to get our starfish facts correct for episode two. Until then... All I gotta say is I was right. I'm, we're not having another Knight's Tale moment on this podcast. I'm just um, not doing it. Well, don't be wrong. <laughs>